welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are back with a season two after season one. Yeah. Woo! Season one, we talked about Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which if you don't know, is Twilight from Edward's perspective. You just had to get that in there. Of course, yeah. (laughs) One more time. And we had a fun time looking back at the story, realizing its flaws, but also just celebrating it for what it is, which is just a fun teen vampire romance yeah so this season we are focusing on a new series about werewolves and we will jump into that later on in this episode before we get started quick introduction i'm caitlin i'm peyton and i'm reba i want to know we just had summer basically over we're all getting back into the swing of things back <gasps> <to> school. <laughs> yep yep sorry I want to know what you were obsessed with this summer. So books, movies, TV shows, music. What were you all about? I worked during the summer. Caitlin has the <laughs> summer off. Same. I, hey, hey, hey. I worked for like two weeks and I literally did not get on the internet for those two weeks. Yeah. I, I know. didn't know what the Delta variant was. I missed her <laughs> so much for those two weeks. You had no Ooh, idea. That was why our podcast was like late one yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. If you were on, I don't know if it is on any other site, but on Apple, one of them's uncategorized, and that's because I had to publish it, and I didn't know what the f*** I was doing. I started a new season of Fruits Baskets. Oh, I need to watch that. I watched, I don't know if it was this summer. I think it was. I watched all of Demon Slayer was during the summer. I need to watch that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just rewatched a lot of shows. I read, but I didn't have much time for reading other than, like, Manwa and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So, what I did was... This last week or so, I watched um, or I read because I was off work because I work with kids and they're in school, so I don't have anything to do till my school starts. I finished reading, well, the last book in the series and yeah. The Master and Margarita and The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. I finished that all this week. I think whenever I saw you post, Facebook said that you posted a picture and it was like a screenshot of the books that you read in the past week. I was like, girl, you wild. And like, yeah. I haven't done that. Like a month or two. Yeah. A month. <laughs> and, and it wasn't all like smut like yours. Okay. We'll get into that in a minute <laughs> when it's my turn. So I really don't have much that I, I steed or mm-hmm. read. So it's I don't have. Chill. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a working summer. So mm-hmm. I, I liked Luca and <laughs> the second boss that. baby. I haven't seen that either. Uh, I watched a lot of kids movies. I watched a lot of kids movies. I got my kids to watch Secondhand Lines for the first time. Love that, that movie. That was great. <laughs> Oh my god. to know. Yeah, we're going to make you. Y'all going to make me watch a movie? Yes. It's great. I teared up and I don't tear up. We'll Rita. get into that. They already know cuz I've talked about this a lot, but uh hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's recent. That was not me who picked that. Was that was yesterday. <laughs> it was her obsession hey, yesterday. What you been about though? Well, uh mostly Korean dramas, which there was a lot of like good ones that like started this summer that came out at the beginning of the summer that I really liked. So I was mainly watching that uh rewatch some anime with my friend Sila. So we watched Ghost Hunt and some Black Butler. Mm-hmm. Started a new anime recently, Life Lessons with Yurimichi Oni-san, which is hilarious. And then uh, because of the Korean dramas, I snowballed into K-pop. So I went down that rabbit hole. I was waiting for it. And I got to say, I love you so much, but I'm so glad I'm not living with you right now because of all the K-pop that I'm sure is happening. <laughs> Honestly, it only gets played in the car because when I get back to my apartment, I don't do <laughs> well, any of that. I'm, I'm not riding around. <laughs> no offense to 
into it. It's just not my vibe. Yeah, I mean, you gotta thank Caitlin over here. She doesn't like anything that has to have subtitles. No, exactly. <laughs> like, yes. I'm ADD, like. Yes, but at the same time, Caitlin can't knock anybody for their stuff because she listens to some weird she listens to show tunes like our our beach playlist because we're it's literally <laughs> musical after musical after musical which i'm not mad at but i'm not either but i don't know any of those people, musicals so i can't sing along most people would be mad at you know i like blatantly decided not to put show tunes on my current driving playlist and sometimes <laughs> i'm like man i'm so tired of these songs where's like defying gravity or something <laughs> like where's some six the musical and i'm like no you needed a break from that because <laughs> it consumes my life. Like I almost didn't leave my parents' house today because my mom was watching Hairspray. <laughs> which and I'm is, like, why are you doing this? Which is understandable because yeah, I would be. Hairspray is really good. The, same. Yeah. the movie's so good, and I don't know why it's so like underrated for a movie musical. Yeah, you know? like, I enjoyed it more than the original '80s movie. The only other thing about K-pop though is that their music <laughs> videos are like way more well done than American ones, which is why I kind of snowballed into well, it. I will say, as a lover of music, American music videos have been in a have been super downhill since MTV hasn't yeah. been like when MTV was big, which is a little bit before my time. But when MTV was big, the the music videos were awesome. I still remember getting up every morning when we were like elementary school watching VH1 and all the music oh, videos yeah. playing VH1, on there. VH1, like around the time we were reading this in Twilight, it was like Poppin'. every morning. Yeah. VH1. You let's watch all the music videos. <laughs> That's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. We okay. did not write notes for this, and we okay. should have. We're kind of just I'm rolling. My brain. Y'all buckle up. Also, <laughs> we have a soundboard now. So hopefully, the sound quality is okay. Yes. Thank you We're, for it's our a learning curve. Thank you for our patron, Mr. Caitlin's dad. So <laughs> I didn't say I needed it, but he bought it anyway. We're all uh, uh, struggling young but adults. He was like, you better <laughs> use this. This podcast thing, you better keep on doing. I don't care. Like, my parents are just so happy I have an outlet that isn't sitting <laughs> on my couch and watching Netflix. <laughs> or just definitely what I do most days. Or yeah. talking at them and them not listening. It's okay. Or my just, parents like, are talking the same. about The Bachelor to no one. I'm not going to get started. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do so bad. I'm going to have to hold on to that one. But anyway, my current obsessions um, music, Olivia Rodrigo. I mm-hmm. said it last time, but. Yeah, I don't think you're letting go yeah. of that one anytime soon. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, there are songs that I skip a lot of the slower ones whenever I'm in my car I'll skip mm-hmm. but and I hope you're okay really tears me up and I'm still not okay like I have to skip that song when I hear it because it makes me cry I hope you know I'm so proud that you were created like that lyric I'm like yeah in tears the whole time yeah that's really music I mean there's other stuff mm-hmm. I do um I've been into I forgot to do music going back to my emo phase uh-huh. which is really bad it's at 24 ta- it's that time in it's our lives it's the <laughs> roaring 20s as some exactly. people I actually okay so I was told Machine Gun Kelly put out an emo album and I was like Psh, whatever <laughs> I was like it can't be it can't be my brother was going down the road in my cousin's Audi because she had to buy an Audi it's a long story <laughs> But uh, at 60 miles an hour down a very curvy road. And he was blasting that album. And they were telling me how great it was. But I was like, yeah, whatever. But you're like, 
I was like, damn, I actually like this. <laughs> and Burt McCracken's in one of them, and he's from The Used, and I love him. So I was like, man, I really like this. It is. For real. <laughs> okay, and let's see. Shows, I was in a rut for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, like, season twos of Netflix shows were coming out later on in July. So I watched those, like, the Mindy Kaling comedy, Never Have I Ever. I really loved the first season. Second season, I didn't care that much about. I don't I even remember what happened in the first yeah, season. Yeah, I had to rewatch it if you months ago but i didn't really like the conclusion of it i like the conclusion of the first season better it like it got too like teen angsty for me which is what it is and what it's kind of making fun of but i was like it was still good and then speaking of teen angst outer banks mm-hmm. hello i watched season two and i really enjoyed it i think season one is still better but i really enjoyed it there's hot people mm-hmm. <laughs> like what more can you ask for yeah and they're actually like decent actors like i think they're really talented see it's <laughs> I think that's my problem is that all the shows that I like, I've been waiting on the seasons to <laughs> yeah. come out and they come out later this year. So mm-hmm. I'm just like sitting there just waiting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Black Mirror. I haven't even looked <sighs> yet. I, I don't know. Are they making another season? They should be, but I think COVID got in the way. Because I really want another season of that too. I, I love that show. I think the UK has got stricter. Uh, yeah. stricter Not much from the way I've heard, but. I mean, I don't know. I just know Ireland's really, really strict because that, yeah. that's the only thing I I mean, I'm over here waiting for the next seasons of Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also finally, finally watched You, and I Yay! was obsessed for, with it for, like, the week that it took me to binge it all. Mm-hmm. And I had watched it before because I live alone, mm-hmm. and it's really creepy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted yeah. to wait until, like, I wasn't alone. And I don't know why I didn't watch it during the quarantine period. I guess I didn't do watch or consume anything new during that period. We wanted comfort. Yes. That was, like... I was watching Gilmore Girls in mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I finally watched it and I think it was amazing. Yes! Like, season one tore me up and I was kind of nostalgic for, like, New York and season one while I was watching season two. Mm-hmm. But I kind of knew some of the plot twists at the end of season two. So yeah. I was, like, looking out for little things involving a certain character. And then something happened to another character I really liked and I was like, shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm excited about season three. I don't think it's going to be as good as other seasons. I don't know. I think it, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope. Well, like with season one and two, it's different stories. And it, yeah. I don't know because we're holding on to a certain relationship as far as we know. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, are they going to work together? I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. I don't know. Either. Yeah, I'm the one, only one here who hasn't watched Maybe, it. You need to watch you it. You need I, it, it to watch creepy. it. Because if you live alone, but yeah, I'm already creeped out enough in my apartment without watching yeah, anything. Be very careful. Just remind yourself this isn't real. But the fact that like Joe is, he is a bad guy. Yeah, he like reasons with himself so much, especially in the first season. He's like, oh, I did this. Like his inner monologue, which you hear because he narrates it, mm-hmm. is just like, oh, you were doing this, you were doing this. This is your explanation. This yeah. is what you would tell the cops if they ever asked. And see, that's why when we were talking about season, our season one of Midnight mm-hmm. Sun, I was like, I wonder, I wished Bella had been watching you. Yeah, she and then, like, this dude, no. Yeah, and then Edward, uh, no, she is, wouldn't. You know she'd watch it and not pay attention whatsoever. No, him actually's hot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, and then Edward's kind of like, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, man, this is me right now. <laughs> Like he's stalking her and he sees it from the window and he's watching it with her. 
would have been like, why does she watch this? And then he would look around. Well, like, there's a scene of Joe, like, stalking her. And he's, like, the same position. Same clothes. Baseball cap. And he's like, I really need to go to therapy or something. He would not think he needs to go to therapy. I need to talk to Carlisle about this. I'll be like, you're fine. It's fine. You're in love. It's all right. That was my, probably my TV show obsession, the whole, like, two seasons of that. And as far as books, I read a lot in, like, May and June. Like, I'm talking 20. Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) Because I got KU for those months. I got, like, the two-month free trial or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I read a lot of books, and most all of it was smut. But honestly, some of it was, like, really good. And some of it was just, like, horrible, but I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I read series upon series. I read one where I absolutely bawled my eyes out. Um, In Smut? Yeah, there was enough. There like, was a lot of plot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You get, like... Okay, this one series I read, which I don't want to promote it because there's some weird things about the author or whatever, but I read it for fun and I didn't really pay for it. The first series follows a set of characters Mm -hmm. and then the next series follows their kids, which I'm always a little hesitant about because I don't like seeing, you know, the people I'm in love with, like old. Yeah. Which is why, like, in the Infernal Devices and, like, all that series, Will Herondale getting old really freaks me out. I'm Mm -hmm. like, he can't die. He's mine. Yeah. But one of the characters has... Uh, I want to say like cystic fibrosis or something. Oh man, and not um, bad. Like in her book and the original series, like you think she's gonna die so many times, and it literally ends like the regular part of the book. You think she dies, and the epilogue comes back, and she's like still alive a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And so the next book is from like her son's perspective, like the next series, and um she dies. Oh, and but. Before she actually dies, she's, like, saying goodbye to her son and all these people, and, like, her son's girlfriend and her other kid and her husband. And I had to take so many breaks because I was bawling my eyes out and I couldn't see because I was so attached for some reason. I was so sad. I don't like reading sad things. I don't. I hate crying while reading books because then I can't see. <laughs> um, I would say if you're getting into the smut genre, my recommendations – one author I really loved was, um, which she's really popular in like the indie, like, hey, you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Penelope Douglas. And her her books, some of them are real weird. One of them I would not suggest reading first because very taboo. It's a, <laughs> a lot of them are taboo. But the first one I read of her is taboo. Um, I don't know. I might have talked about it on this podcast before. But it's like girl dates guy who's 20 years older than her, like that mm-hmm. kind. And he also happens to be like her uncle. No, that's. That's the other taboo one. Oh, okay. She was telling me about <laughs> one. Related on that one. Okay. But, um, no, she, well, she moves in with her boyfriend at the time, and mm-hmm. it's his dad. Yeah, you told me about uh, that. Yeah. But they break up, and they're broken up for a while, and, like, boyfriend isn't living, ex-boyfriend isn't living there anymore before she ever gets with the dad. It's, like, a really sweet story mm-hmm. at its core, if you get past, and, like, she's very, she had to grow up really fast. Yeah. She's very mature, and he had to grow up fast, but he, like, did the opposite way, where he's like still stuck at 18 mm-hmm. kid. but that one i recommend kind of being like the first read yeah lots of smile i'm trying to get into reading regular books but then i got missed the sex yeah i got <laughs> i know reading this series we're about to talk about i'm like this is so wholesome this fade to black what is this <laughs> <laughs> <Give me something. laughs> 
then. You're like, we're adults, dang it. I don't know. I feel like this is so tame. Yeah. It's very tame. It's tame, but it's a lot more than Twilight. It's a lot more than Twilight. And it's not creepy. Like, at it's no point, sweet. no point in this book am I ever like, oh, that's kind of weird. The series we are going over this season of the Let's Call It Nothing podcast is The Wolves of Mercy Falls series, a.k.a. The Shiver series mm-hmm. by Maggie Steve Otter. And I hope I'm saying her name right. That's how I've heard it said before. That's how I've always said it. And I kind of <laughs> oddly love that last name. I don't know why. I have no idea how to spell well, it. Well, if we're saying it wrong, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> we are from the South. And yeah, the names are mainly Johnson, Smith, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Maggie Steve Otter released the first book, Shiver, in 2009, which was, you know, in the middle of that Twilight craze. Mm-hmm. So people were trying to figure out what to turn to next. This was one of the series that were mm-hmm. offered because it has werewolves. Yeah. Originally, it was a three-book series. So released 2009, 2010, 2011. But then in 2014, she released the fourth book, which I believe is just a spinoff. Yeah. I don't know why it's counted as number four, featuring characters that you see and have perspectives of within the Shiver series. Mm-hmm. We won't go into theirs until the next book. Mm-hmm. Their perspectives. Their yeah. perspectives. I'm excited to read that one because mm-hmm. I haven't yet. Yeah. But it's definitely a spinoff, I feel. Yeah. Real quick, I want to talk about the aesthetic of this book. I got the original covers. Are awesome. Mm-hmm. The They're best. Amazing. This was at a time where simplistic covers for like the YA books, because YA as a genre, I believe, was really coming up at the time. Yeah. But the simplistic covers were becoming more popular because before I feel like they had like people in the covers and I kind of hate that. <laughs> Harlequin romance was a big thing. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, let me just put these models in here and I don't know. Fabio. It, it, yeah, Fabio. <laughs> it kind of killed it. But these books are so freaking pretty. Yeah, it's like like paper art mm-hmm. inspired. Oh, yeah. It does kind of look so like that. It's simple. It's two colors. It's like white and another color. And mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. It's like nature scenes. The title's very simple. The titles of these books they're Shiver, Linger, and Forever. And I love at least two of those titles. Yeah. <laughs> I have a complaint about Forever. I think it should have an I in it. I, I don't think it's unique enough. Yeah. No. Like, if you tell someone I'm reading Shiver and they, like, know what you're talking about first yeah. off, but if they don't, they're like, ooh, what's, what's that about? And the titles, like, match the stories from what I know of mm-hmm. so far. I have not. I read Linger a while ago, but I have not read Forever. Mm-hmm. But, like, Shiver, like, you know why it's called Shiver if you've read the books or yeah. the basic premise. And Forever just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And it's, first off, these book covers, which you'll see pictures all over our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow us at Let's Call It Nothing Pod. <laughs> Nice, yeah, nice, nice plug there. Thanks. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, we were on the Hango show the other day, and he's like, "Okay, plug your show." And I like was like, "Okay, he meant unplug my mic." And like, <laughs> I looked at you, and I was like, "Girl." <laughs> I think both of us did, Caitlin. <laughs> I wasn't paying it. I mean, I was paying attention, but like my mind was somewhere it's else. It's fine. Oh. Y'all can plug it too, though. Anyway. But anyway, the eye is like, so it's got a base color, which shiver is blue. And mm-hmm. then it's got white as the background. And then the only thing that's different is there's a blood spatter over the eye. Mm-hmm. And every on shiver and linger. And then forever, it's just got a blood spatter in, in the, the eye. Which I wish it was something like infinite or yeah. infinity or... Or, you know, something eternity, like eternity, something with an I. She went those ER endings. And I'm yeah. like, no, we need the 
I over the ER. Yeah, which that's the only complaint I really have. But these uh-huh. books are beautiful, and the inside, the ink, like the font is the color, the same color uh-huh. as like a, a really dark, like still readable. Yes, shade. I don't know. When I was reading Shiver, my eyes kind of went. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the hardest time with Forever with that red ink. <laughs> I gotta say, I already know. I my really eyes don't adjust well. That was my problem with Linger. I don't think I actually finished Linger because of the green font, mm-hmm. which now it was fine. Like I yeah. loved it. But at the time, it just, it couldn't, I couldn't do it well. But they're pretty, and I love that, and I love that she stuck with that. Yeah, I like how on-brand this whole thing is. Yes. Like, it's very different from other YA books. on the marketing team decided, hey, we're going to be basic bitches and change all the covers. And like, I hate the new when covers. Center came out, when Center came out... They did like the dark, moody backgrounds with like people. Yeah, yeah. And they're I all black backgrounds. Hate that so much. They did mm-hmm. like a 180. They're all black backgrounds. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I feel like you could do a black version of the book, mm-hmm. but like still keep the simplicity of it because it goes with it. Yes, and it's I eye catching. Yes, I just bought the black version. Mm-hmm. That's not the version we're talking about. That's bad. It's very similar to the Shiver. It's got the ivy like a branches. Edition. Yeah, special edition, which is why I bought it because we needed the pictures, but because <laughs> none of our books match. For the gram. I have a question. Does do oh, I haven't looked in the ones that have the new cover? Do they still have the colored font? Like, does Center have a colored font? I mean, I it's kind of red, like forever. I'll tell y'all soon enough. I don't know for sure because I've never read Shiver. I mean, I've yeah. read Shiver. Yeah, yeah. I've never read Sinner. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm, I doubt it does. That might be why they changed it was because it was too costly to, to, print, to print. print in that ink. Yeah. Because, I mean, this didn't sell very many. I mean, like, when I when we were like... It was like um, 100,000 copies within the first week or so. It, which is a, it's a very popular book, oh, but not super popular. It's not popular, popular on Instagram because when I was trying to find hashtags for our posts, no, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah I feel like that. Not that many people have read it. A beautiful, like gorgeous cover, eye catching, all of that. The format of the chapters I always have found interesting. There are like much shorter chapters. There are chapters that are like a paragraph. They're like yeah. half a page, and we will if shorter. <laughs> we will be reading those chapters like just full on. Yeah, we've decided to do this in a storytelling mode. Those short chapters will be read aloud, but the others will condense mm-hmm. down. It shifts from first person point of view between the main characters Grace and Sam Mm -hmm. which I always found so interesting as like a teenager reading this because other books I read didn't do that Mm -mm. now that happens a lot in like the indie romance I've read where it's got the first person different point of views and I get confused yeah Yeah. I'm like who am I reading right now especially with these where I honestly don't look at the title I don't look at the like the temperature thing that it gives which I'll talk about in a second Mm -hmm. and I'm always like wait who am I reading from yeah, that happened mm-hmm. to me when I was reading this. I was like, I was reading it, and then I went, no, this this voice that I'm reading is not the person <laughs> yeah, I think like, it is. Go back three pages and start off. <laughs> we'll see. This one I didn't have a problem with. It was the next two because there's, Spoiler, they add yeah, two, two more characters. They, yeah. yeah, they add two more perspectives, so it's is very different so you have to like wait who is this and I'm it like changes so confused it changes between chapters mm-hmm. like it'll be in the middle of one chapter and it'll go to another perspective uh, see <laughs> that might be lingers downfall yeah that's i mean i like i kind of like it because it's interesting to see the two perspectives but at the same time as a reader i hate it which 
I'm I'm excited for y'all to read the next two. I've spoiler alert. I've read all of them. There's a chaotic neutral character, of course, there that's is. introduced, and he's one of the perspectives, and I love it. I love it so much. Like it's just a fun I think time. I was into him, but I don't really remember. You will be. Okay. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll get into that when it comes. Obviously, the book's called Shiver. Yes. And there's something about, like, the temperature that's very important within the book that uh-huh. has to do with werewolves, which we will talk about later on. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you temperature at the beginning of each chapter. It tells you the chapter, like, number, uh, whose perspective, perspective it's from, and then the temperature so that you know, oh, shit, it's getting colder. Yeah. Something's about to go down, which is really cool, especially if you pay attention to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Unlike me, who's just, like, turning back four pages, wait. Oh, it's 30 degrees outside. No wonder this is happening. <laughs> or like, oh, y'all, it's 52. We good. We good. Yeah. Like, you can still bundle up, but you'll be okay. So this book takes place in this little town called Mercy Falls, Minnesota. Yeah, so, yep. And I find it so funny that so many fictional towns have double names that have to do with bodies of water. Mystic Falls from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beacon Hill from Teen Wolf, which isn't body weather, but still landscape. Yeah. yeah. Shit's Creek. Come on. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Come that's, on. That's more for the joke of it. <laughs> but still, it's like like a double town name. Mm-hmm. Like, And then we got yeah. freaking Forks, Washington, which is a real place. but <laughs> Which that's not a double name. That's a state. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> what is it talking about? I'm talking about Forks. <laughs> And also, in all the indie romance I've read, their freaking fictional towns have double names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so stupid, but... And I can't remember the names of the towns because they all sound the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mercy Falls. I feel like that's to paint a landscape idea. Wh- where like, are the waterfalls in Mercy Falls? They never mention it. They mention lakes a lot, but I've never heard of them talk about yeah, the Yeah, they only talk about a lake, like, at all in Shiver. And the wood is called Boundary Wood. Yeah. So so creative. It's a boundary between what? I don't know. That's just the name of the wood. It's Boundary Wood. Maggie? Last season. Stephanie? Season. Maggie? Which will not happen. Margaret? Which will not happen as much as it did with Stephanie. It's because just me inquiring. Yeah. Which I will say... After reading these again, and I've followed Maggie on social medias of all sorts, I am in love with her. I was shocked to find out she wasn't a Gemini because she does so many different things. Like yeah. she's a painter, mm-hmm. and she does music, and all. And she, obviously, she writes. Non-Gemini's can be multifaceted. Mm-hmm. She's a Scorpio, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Also, one of her big books is the Scorpio Races. I think. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking about is the Raven that, Boys, and then. The the Raven Boys, The Raven Cycle is probably her biggest series. Yeah, I bought the first book of that series to read, which I have, haven't read it yet. But also, I wanted to look it up because I was like, well, what does the book covers for that look like compared to this? And they're also quite simplistic. Simple, mm-hmm. but there's still like people yeah. on the covers yeah. in there. Not for like the, fr- not for most of them now. Okay. If it is, it's like the silhouette of a person. Yeah, yeah which is kind of what other Shiver mm-hmm. books do is silhouettes. Like, why do they change our covers? Um, before we get into like the plot and the characters and everything i want to know like let's talk about our personal like experiences with the book when we picked it up why we picked it up how we felt about it then how many times we picked it up Mm -hmm. i honestly don't remember so (laughs) i literally had to look up on goodreads the first time i read it (laughs) 
I read this not long at all after Twilight, Mm -hmm. and I feel like no one told me about this book. I picked it up. I'm pretty sure I told y'all. I would not shut up until y'all read it. I'm pretty pretty sure, sure yeah. That's why I read it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I kept talking about it, and I, I mean, this was my favorite book for a very long time. I'm going to be honest. It probably occurred not even just because you were talking about it, but because I saw the cover and went, ooh, I like that cover. Which is one of the reasons I, like, was drawn to it, I think, initially, was because it had this beautiful cover the back like the synopsis of it was interesting it i mean it just yeah, I gravitated like, toward it, it had the uniqueness of twilight like as far as like the vampires in twilight were unique and the mm-hmm. werewolves in the story were unique they're we very were all, unique like, in this we were all searching for like another like supernatural love story paranormal romance yeah we were yeah we want we wanted that very much at that time yeah. period and peyton was like and we were a little like okay. which is why we got onto vampires werewolves and witches all at the same time yeah stay tuned for next season for the witches so like <laughs> we're, we're gonna cover it all like a middle school post twilight phase mm-hmm. i know yeah I'm- for sure eighth grade because we referred to each other as the main characters of this book oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> peyton was sam and i was grace which is <laughs> it got weird for a while it was funny <laughs> it was hilarious to Not us weird between us but like to other outsiders they were like what Teach- in the world is going on teachers especially gave us questioning looks I, the people we went that. to school with were probably just like what the f- <laughs> yeah, I think I gave her a rose at one. F- all the time. <laughs> yeah, we've told the rose story. I'm yeah, we sure. did. And then, <laughs> yeah, you have. And I- <laughs> but like, we would write each other notes. I to still each have other. one somewhere. I don't know where it is anymore. I, but have, I have one somewhere. I definitely have have one. I just watched on as all this occurred. How many times have you read it? I've never reread a book like fully. Okay. <laughs> I I go back and skim through until I find my favorite parts. Yeah, and I did that. that more so I, now. I've done both of those. I've full-on reread an entire series and done that. I've read Games like three times. I read New Moon like four times for some reason. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah, I do don't it. know what your obsession with New Moon was. but I just don't like Edward. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just... <laughs> that bitch is gone. <laughs> I got all this angst. I think I love Jacob. Like, I think I'm in love with him. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> Mike who? Yeah. Emmett? Who? Anyway. <laughs> Jasper. Oh. <laughs> Carlisle, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Carly? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, with that being said about Twilight, Shiver is such a better book than Twilight, and I hate to say it. In so many ways. In so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like... The characters are three-dimensional, and I can pinpoint personalities way easier than I could in Twilight. I agree with that. Twilight? Okay, I love basic. Yeah. We all know this. Yes, yes, we do. So Twilight was a lot easier for me to read then. I'm not going to say it was easier for me now. I don't want to say this series is forgettable, but for me at that time, like, I couldn't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I really couldn't. I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about this series' first episode. Caitlin talking on this series. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Because there are elements of this series that I have literally like carried in my own writing mm-hmm. and like characterization for the past 10 years and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So maybe it's had more of an impact than Twilight. I don't know. It's just, you know, low <laughs> key had an impact. You didn't yeah, realize yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's not even because I've read anything similar. I had I, I just always said not a lot happens in the first book. Mm-hmm. And I've read the second book and I guess not a lot happens. I don't remember. <laughs> 
it's a slow these two books are a slow burn mm-hmm. i feel like the first two and then the third book oh, i definitely agree this first one is um <laughs> but i love it like i i complained the entire time we were doing midnight sun not because i didn't love midnight sun but because there was so much problematic yeah whereas shiver is it's so wholesome it's very wholesome well that and, and they call people out on their in this yeah, book. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever and, you know, it's never, all right, this person's doing wrong by me. I'm just going to let it slide. It's more, in a way, there's more like communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some stuff to say about lack of communication in some relationships and friendships. Yeah. But it's so much more like wholesome and sweet and realistic in a sense. Yeah. I could see these people going to school with us yeah, in high yeah. school. Hey, real quick. The plot. Basic plot, plot y'all. I, I typed this up. Y'all, I know what you need to. This is a teenage love story featuring werewolves who shift in the cold. This follows along wolf boy Sam, our go-to emo musician. Love him. That's exactly who he is. <laughs> and human girl Grace, who since being attacked by wolves as a child, has been fascinated by them and knows <coughs> obsessed. that they're werewolves. Yes, obsessed. <laughs> the two meet, obviously, and this is their tragic love story. I like the way you put that together. You're welcome. 10.30 at night, yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam is my man. Like, Edward I, Cullen yeah. takes, some, takes some notes because Sam is He's a cinnamon roll. He is the hugest <laughs> cinnamon roll, and he's got issues. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got serious issues. He's got issues on top of issues. But, like, I understand. I'm like, okay, honey, I get it. And he doesn't, like, take it out on anybody. Yeah, I was about to say He that. doesn't do that. He, it's all, like... It's my fault. It's, you know, but he never blames anybody. He doesn't take it out on Grace mm-hmm. or anybody. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's very, that. like apologetic. He's yeah. that, and he's kind of, though you can tell he has trauma, he's very nonchalant about just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. And Grace is like, huh? So, yeah, Sam is dark haired emo boy. He has these weird yellow gold eyes, mm-hmm. which I'm still like, okay, sure. I don't really picture them. Not a picture of him. Uh, he's, Described as lanky, mm-hmm. so in stature. He has been able to shift into a wolf since he was very young. I wrote down age seven. Is that yeah. Right? yeah he was very young. And we'll talk a little bit more about his transformation later on. I'm yeah, because sure. he says 11 years in the book since yeah. he's been. And um, he's 18 and at this point. another fun fact about him is that his parents tried to kill him thinking he was being possessed. Yeah. They were trying to exercise him in a bathtub. Yeah. And, and uh, trigger warnings. Yeah, I was about to say, we should have had a trigger warning. Go ahead and say trigger warnings for, you know. The whole season. Parental abuse. Yeah. Um, talks of suicide, depression, mm-hmm. a lot of neglect, little, yeah. uh, killings, murders. Yeah, there's a little bit of murder. I don't it, even know what else. I like how you're like, this is a, such a forgettable series. <laughs> Not a lot happens. <laughs> you know me, though. <laughs> well, okay. It's kind of low key, though, because you don't really. Yeah, they like play it all. Yeah. We just hear about it. <laughs> yeah. They play it off. It's yeah. not like in the moment. It's like remembering something that happened in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about our Sammy boy? I, I was like, what's his last, last name? Roth. Roth. <laughs> is he a Samuel? Yes, he's yes Samuel. he is. I love him. He's my man. That's it. That's Plays all the guitar. Say. Makes songs. Literally he, comes up with lyrics out of nowhere in like his he head. He thinks in lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks like in lyrics. Anytime something is happening to him, he comes up with lyrics. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm kind of scanning over it because that's what I do in this situation. But cool. So then our female kind of leaves is Grace, which I also gotta say, I love the names in the series, how simple they are. Mm-hmm. They're not weird. 
<laughs> like, I know people with this name. Um, so Grace is, she got that blonde hair, brown eyes. She's an only child. And she has been obsessed with the wolf since being attacked as a child. Mm-hmm. She's described as more analytical than creative, which kind of leads to like some really weird relationship dynamic with her parents. Yeah. They, they don't understand her and she kind of l- just lets it go. And I got a lot to say about her parents as we go oh, on. Oh, yeah, definitely. There, there's so much to say about her parents. They're, they're they give Renee a run just for her all, money. Just they, all they the really parents. Parents in this series. <laughs> They're there, but are they? We've talked about parents in series before, but when we get to the tropes, it'll be very interesting. But and then real quick, Grace's friends are Rachel and Olivia, and you see a little bit of them within the series, even mm-hmm. though it's more so Grace and Sam and their love story. Rachel's she's described as like the peppy and energetic one whose nose is in everyone's business. I like, think she's a scene ch- like I imagine her to be this really like you all know her if you mm-hmm. are a millennial or not yeah millennial Gen Z kid that peppy scene girl that's like really hyper really all over the place dresses dark stripy clothes emo scene girl. I, there's like one scene where she like jumps in the car with Sam and Grace oh, yeah. when she meets him and she's like boy. Yeah that's Hello. his name like throughout the whole series she calls him the boy. He is, so cute. He is never referred to that. as his name. It's so the boy. Um, and then we have Olivia, who is a little bit more complex as it goes on, I'm sure. Yeah. You All you really know about her in the beginning is she's into photogra- photography. And also into the wolves. And also into the wolves. Not as much as Grace, though. Mm-hmm. Grace is all capitals obsessed. And I would say, like, her and Grace are the most likely to butt heads in their friendship. Mm-hmm. Because they're kind of a, a lot a, more alike than yeah they are to rachel rachel is just the person that's just like okay i'm here whatever you know mm-hmm. live and laugh let's have fun together woohoo yeah, she's kind of like the buffer in their friendship exactly that's what grace says that she's the one that holds them together yeah. so like in forever i'm not going to tell you who she's a referee for but she goes in with grace for a fight that mm-hmm. Grace knows is going to happen. So yeah. she has to play referee. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> Perfect. And then there is Jack, who I'm not going to tell you too much about him, but it's believed that he has died. Mm-hmm. And you kind of figure out that's not all as it has seemed. And as a human, he like went to school with them. And he, he was an asshole. a great person. Like, no. he was pretty horrible. And he has a sister who's also part of the series. That's Isabel. And she believes that things are going on involving her brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say there's a mystery aspect because there's really not. You figure out a lot. Like, yeah, you know it, but there, Isabel doesn't. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of surprises on that front. I love Isabel, though. She's kind of like the hoity-toity, like, Yeah, I sassy. was going to put it up out there at the beginning because I didn't know, but then she had to spoil it for me right before we got started today. <laughs> she was like, Isabel's my favorite character. I'm like, damn it, I knew that. I wanted to say I that. I mean, both of us could have guessed that. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> like a couple of one-liners which I know her some stuff about the dialogue in this book where I was like eh. but some of Isabel's I'm like yeah girl that's I, me I know that's like her one-liners are probably my probably some of my favorite yeah, lines for like comedic relief in a way mm-hmm. even though like her story is kind of sad then uh we got some wolves we got Beck who is the pack leader yeah and he was a former lawyer he believes in keeping the wolf line going which we'll talk about that more later mm-hmm. he's kind of like Sam's father and evidently he's 50 something yeah yeah. Which I imagine him like in his 30s. I did too. I imagine him late 40s. Like, but he's, he's not. Hot in my mind. I don't know. Yeah, he is mine too. Uh, <laughs> but interestingly enough, he's not the pack leader. No, he's not. When they're wolves. 
wolves. Yeah. Okay. Just when they're that, humans. I okay. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to point that out for anybody because we're trying, this is going to be a storytelling format. And so we're trying, so you don't have to read these books. We're going to read them for you. And you have like a human leader and a wolf leader. Yeah. So there's two different okay. people leading yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think um, the wolf leader doesn't shift back anymore is the thing we're we'll going to. Paul? Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Um, and then there was Shelby, who we see a little bit of. She's the she-wolf with a horrible past. Mm-hmm. She's very headstrong in the worst of ways. She wants Sam because she thinks, oh, he's going to be the leader of the pack. I want to be his beta. like mm-hmm. Or his alpha female. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alpha female. I'm going to be honest. When you said that name for, for a second there, I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> <And> I'm, <alone. laughs> um, I'm going to get into my problem with Shelby's later. <laughs> oh, we're going to spill some tea. She's also obsessed with being a wolf, so, like, that was her concern. Mm-hmm. And there's more stuff about her. And Sam, she's our foil character to Sam. Mm-hmm. Because Sam never wanted to be a wolf, does not like being yeah. a wolf, hates being a wolf. And Shelby's the opposite of that. Shelby's the total opposite. Um, and then we have Grace's parents. I don't know their names. Lewis and Amy, I think. Uh, I don't know. They are completely unaware of their daughter's life and are barely there. And even when they are physically there, they're not really there and they mm-hmm. don't really care. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Uh, Sam says... It really great at one point about how did these people become parents. The only thing we really know is Lewis has got a great job and Grace Amy's an artist. Amy's an artist. That's about all we we're get. Call her Amy. I don't know what her name is. But yeah, I'm her. trying to find her out. Amy. It's officially Amy. Sorry, Maggie, if you had a different name. It's Amy. I'm now. gonna be honest. I don't remember them saying her parents' names. Yeah, like, I think it's later because yeah, like in the series, probably later on in the series. Chapter one is from Grace's perspective, and it's 15 degrees Fahrenheit outside. The story begins with Grace lying in the snow, bleeding and surrounded by wolves. She should be afraid and resisting, but the way she describes it is almost serene and beautiful, mentioning the eyes glistening on their fur and talking about their smell being pleasant and terrifying. She almost seems accepting of them attacking her. She notices that one wolf isn't attacking her. Instead, he seems to be comforting her. She watched his beautiful yellow eyes until she passed out. What a beautiful opening. It is. Like, that chapter is absolutely gorgeous to and it really read. just sets you up. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Well, that, it also makes you wonder what the hell is wrong with Grace that she's just laying yeah, there. she's just <laughs> laying there. Yeah. Some background, she was, like, dragged from her swing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a kid, just <laughs> Her parents, where the f*** are they? Yeah. Amy? is <laughs> inside, just was really to Mariah Carey, like, painting a really bad picture. What's really gonna f***ing suck is when somebody else is actually named Amy in the later books. <laughs> Actually, you're Amy number one because Amy number two sucks. But yeah, she's just laying there. Yeah. And it's really the setup. And she's 10 years old at this point. Mm. She's little. She's just playing on her swing in the cold for some reason. 15 degrees. Now, we're from the south and when it's 15 degrees outside. We ain't going outside. It was a little brisk. Yeah. I follow this daycare group, speaking of which, and they, like, there was somebody showing pictures of them napping outside in Canada in the snow. And I'm like, y'all are monsters <laughs> like, Child are dangerous. they have like they have like the suits on like mm-hmm. the snow suits or whatever but i'm s- but napping napping i was like ridiculous that's f- crazy just yeah. set them up 
we're from the south, and if there's snow on the ground, we quit for like five days. If there's a chance of snow, <laughs> like we're we're done for a week. If we have like over an inch, game over. We don't have the equipment to like make our roads safe and stuff. Yeah, stuff, yeah. That's why we kind of shut down. We had a big ice storm in February, mm-hmm. and we did not leave our houses for a whole week, a or week, two. a week and a half. Yeah, a week and a half. So we're not used to this kind of weather at all where we're from. Grace is just chilling out in it. Chilling out in and, it. You know, it works out so well for her. But you like, you're set up with, you know, she was attacked by these wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was what the whole series is about. <laughs> <laughs> this is set up, y'all. Okay, this so is a set up. Chapter two is our first chapter from Sam's perspective. It is 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Sam tells of how they took her from the tire swing. So we get more detail. He states that this was the longest, coldest winter of his life. The pack was starving. He had paused for a moment, but decided to save her. When he laid eyes on her, something changed. I thought she was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. A tiny, bloody angel in the snow, and they were going to destroy her. I saw it. I saw her. In a way, I'd never seen anything before, and I stopped it. Beautiful. I have chills. Yeah, this is whenever you're like, who's this guy? But it's fascinating, too, because he he's a wolf at this point. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, why, why does his wolf brain become obsessed mm-hmm. with this girl yeah. mm-hmm. he's also like 10 years old yeah he's exactly he's 10 years old. like what like why i can't say too much because i've read all the books so uh, some some of these points i'm just gonna be like quiet if y'all are ever <laughs> this curious is why reba's not done with it and i finished last night <laughs> hey i started yesterday <laughs> i read over three-fourths of this book so chapter three is from grace's point of view and it's 38 degrees out so for six years grace sees what she calls her wolf the wolf with the yellow eyes and this wolf watches her and she watches him back she waits for him to get close <laughs> but he never does um she thinks he's waiting for something too but she doesn't know what this wolf that saved her in a sense mm-hmm. it's on coming back it's all stairs and all the time just, imagine like for six years you get this same weird-eyed wolf staring at you that not weird-eyed it's a normal-eyed wolf <laughs> <laughs> he's a weird-eyed human <laughs> well he has like human-like eyes she says that later on like she senses a soul mm-hmm. in this wolf that mm-hmm. is so like human-like and she's so fascinated by it like imagine your most like primitive years mm-hmm. this happening yeah like, this sam as a wolf has been there for her mm-hmm. for so much and he has no idea at this point yeah and she's been there for him for so much no idea like crying <laughs> this is Please like a don't. super this is a super emotional book by the way and i'm gonna point out that maggie steve otter said she wanted to make this book so people would cry Good job. Yeah, she done it. She done it. This I mean, is, this I didn't cry. You ain't there I, yet. I didn't full cry yet. You, you, coming. you ain't there yet. Wait, <laughs> hold your horses. You gonna get there. It's like, I'm barely holding myself together um, right now. Tequila is the only thing keeping me. <laughs> the tequila is what's making me happy right now. So chapter four is from Sam's perspective and it's 90 degrees outside. Ooh, it's, it's hot. hot. <laughs> Which, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. He says this is the hottest day of his life, which... Bish. Bitch, yeah. Bish. Come to the south. I wish. I know. So it's 90 degrees outside. He states the day he almost talked to Grace on the hottest day of his life. He was working at a bookstore for the summer and spent most of this time reading at the checkout when he heard a group of girls come in. He didn't think anything of it until he smelled her. Smelled her. <laughs> 
Bitchery! Sees the nostrils flare. <laughs> okay, he is not Edward, and I <laughs> Edward need to- would be like nose in the air. <laughs> Jacob would be too. Yeah. When he did, he tried to sneak a peek at her. He states he didn't know what to do with himself since the moment he had been imagining had finally come. He hid his eyes from her and with mixed emotions, he couldn't decide if he wanted her to leave or buy a book so he could finally talk to her. Eventually, she leaves without talking to him and he wished she would have noticed him. I didn't know about the timeline of this book and like when this fell into place. So is this like this? It's not the summer before they meet. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. Like, I... That, yeah, because it, it was six years later and he's 18 now. So I mean, okay. it would make... Like two summers before. It would make sense that it was, like, one of the summers, right, like, right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they met. Because you gotta remember, we're not there yet, but he doesn't shift the year before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so this is the summer before that. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out... Because I think originally the other two times I have read this, I thought this was the summer before. I also gotta say, this is another scene I uh, inadvertently had stole from this book on my own. It's different, but bookstore, he's watching her. Yeah. Not like you, but... <laughs> I mean, when I was reading this, this since small chapter, though, I felt like it was so out of place in the flow of the chapters, though, even though I know why it's important for it to be there. Mm-hmm. It just felt so out of place right. in the order. Yeah, but um, I think with it being like, we have the original flashbacks, which is Grace's attack, then having this one, like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like... Oh, we're going to come back for a second, but then we're going to go with the timeline of the actual story. Yeah. Like, so I could see where you feel like it's out of place. I mean, do I feel like it was needed? Yeah. So it shows that, like, yeah. even as they get older, he's still, like, attracted to her in a way. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh my gosh, she's here. Like, I could talk to her right now. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, it's a what could have been situation. Because if he, he had talked to her right now and they had, like, you know, figured out who each other was, their love story could have, you know, started then. Yeah. I liked this chapter because I am one of those people. I like the guy watching you in the bookstore for some reason. I don't know why. Not like not you. creepy. Not like, like creepy, yeah. but like he wants to see he okay. wants you to notice yeah. him. He, he, wa- he wants to be around you like he and she doesn't notice him. Yeah. She's she's very oblivious to some of her surroundings. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, same. I w- probably wouldn't notice either. I can't follow her that much. I just find it funny because she, one of her friends is like stop flirting with him while they were in the in the bookstore yeah. rachel and olivia were talking to him and, yeah. <laughs> and grace, grace is like ignores isn't that how it always go like, oh okay chapter five grace it is 44 degrees fahrenheit outside this starts off with a quote from grace i didn't realize that the wolves in the wood were all werewolves until jack culpepper was killed start off a chapter like that y'all that i had to pause i was like so jack was not a nice kid by anyone's account he was rich spoiled and a jerk grace says once he died it was instant sainthood for the teenage boy yeah every series (laughs) the news and terror didn't fully reach her home because of her super neglectful parents were hardly ever home to actually have discussions about these kinds of things once it did she and her mother had a very short conversation about it rachel calls grace and they discuss the news talking about jack's death rachel is going on vacation for christmas but Grace doesn't want to go because Christmas means time with her wolf. After getting off the phone, she goes to feed her wolf. (laughs) (laughs) My pet, my precious. 
Yeah, I got some stuff to say about that, too. <laughs> she notices dried blood on her wolf's lips. She asked if he killed Jack, which he only responds by layering his head to her. A little suspicious, Samuel. Uh-huh, for real. She then reaches out to pet him, which the wolf allows, until a she-wolf comes out of the woods, staring at them. Her wolf then gets protective and backs her into the house while making a defensive stance against the she-wolf. Right, let's talk. Any thoughts about Jack? He's a dick. I might talk about this later on. This reminds me of, okay, it has to do with Isabel, too. Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Because the the guy that dies, Connor, he, like, commits suicide. You know, he wasn't a great guy. Yeah. He was into drugs and everything, was kind of horrible to other people, a horrible son, a horrible brother to the female character in the musical. You know, after all this stuff, and the whole musical is about Evan, like, pretending he was friends with Connor and everything, kind of, like, paints Connor in this certain light. And there's a song that, there is a song that the female character sings, I cannot remember her name right now, which is about, like, why should I pretend that I miss you? you you were a horrible person all this stuff even though i'm your sister like why should i do all this and the parents are also like i love you i miss you but you did some horrible things and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like later on um with like isabel's perspective and everything kind of how i think i see jack he wasn't great yeah but at the end of the day that was her brother and so she loves him so grace doesn't miss jack (laughs) grace (laughs) is like like, bye never talked to him never wanted to bye but also this brings up the question about the werewolves and jack becoming a werewolf Mm -hmm. so that's kind of why it's brought up um and then how her parents like didn't really notice or talk about it Mm -mm. until you know it finally came up grace was attacked by wolves as a kid and they didn't think to have this conversation hey watch out the wolves are back at it nor did they okay we're gonna go ahead and have this conversation i was about to say (laughs) i was gonna make a comment on it was very obvious that peyton wrote these notes because of what she said about the parents (laughs) yeah i wrote the notes that they're reading so if it sounds not like them that's why um i'm like i wouldn't say it like this cool I know it was like her super neglectful parents and I was like that's a Peyton phrase with her parents most people when they have one tragedy we're gonna get into the second tragedy one tragedy this child had one huge tragedy she was attacked by wolves thank you a helicopter just a little bit lower just a little (laughs) bit I mean like be concerned you know have more involvement hey I almost lost my child today Mm -hmm. let's put this into perspective I almost lost my child about how like i mean grace is different but if she did suffer trauma like and had a fear of the wolves Mm -hmm. like they're not concerned with even that what would happen if she was a special needs child after this oh geez don't even started on that one i mean could you imagine (laughs) if she had a disability because of being attacked Mm -hmm. by wolves how how messed um, up would it be? I because think, they're not going to take care of her. Yeah, I was about well, to say, I, okay. I feel like they would end up being one of those parents who would try to give up their child if they were like that. I think if she had a physical, noticeable disability, that would give her parents more Something reason. to milk about. Yeah, sympathy uh, card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just seem like those kinds of people. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, but we her t- stuff is mental and it's not even that deep because it's not even that traumatizing. I guess to her, to her, to which her. is really weird. But yeah, well, we all deal with trauma in different ways, I guess. Well, the thing is. That's why she was so accepting of what was happening to her at 10 years old. She's a depressed person. It reminds me of something, but I can't. She's, I mean, is. she's not suicidal. Yeah. No. But she's 
willing to die. She don't care. At that age, you don't understand why things are this way. You know other people's parents are different. Other, like, kids' lives are different. And you're like, well, I have a good home. I think my parents love me. They say they love Mm -hmm. me. But it's different. But I mean, like, I mean, that's that's a point that she brings up to Sam later. Like, she didn't realize that this was different until she went to school and saw other kids' parents. See, my, my dad had this trouble as a kid. His parents were neglectful like this. There's My grandfather's a paraplegic. He had become a paraplegic when my dad was three years old. He has two other siblings, and my uncle was only six weeks old at this point when he became a paraplegic. So he was dealing with his own my grandmother was know how to put it nicely, but she's definitely a person that doesn't. She thinks she's caring yeah. to an extent, but she's not fully invested. Mm-hmm. If that that's the best way I can describe it. So about like Grace's mom. Yes, that's exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. And I've heard accounts from each child telling me about all. The- that their parents ignored with them. They were never at sports events. They were never at anything. It was like, which they worked. They they were they worked, and I understand that. But there was no effort in it. And I've seen the trauma from that with yeah. my parent, with my dad and my uh-huh. uncle and my aunt. One point is that it's not like there's a bunch of children that you got to like spread your time out with. No, yeah. they all parents of like multiple kids. It can be harder. Yes. She's their only daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She's their only child. They can put in some effort. But they don't want to because she's a mature child. So oh, they're like, I know what my point was. Some people just have kids because they think it's the thing to do. And it's not. Yeah. Do it. They don't realize they're not good at the whole parenting that, thing until they have children. I think they are that that's kind my of parents. biggest complaint with the older generations is that they expect, like, they just expect people to have kids. Like, I'll be a horrible parent. Why would I have kids? Yeah. Which, I, which is what I like about millennials and younger is mm-hmm. that a lot of them are like, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. We're all very honest with ourselves. Give me 10. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I want, I want kids. I love kids, but I know a lot of people that don't want kids Mm -hmm. and that's great. That's awesome because they actively decided, okay, I don't want kids. You don't want to have like your child kind of be a burden on your life because like you really didn't, you just had them to have them, them. which I don't think a child is ever a burden, Mm -hmm. but if you're a selfish person and you know that about yourself, why would you want to have a child i'm 50 50 on that decision so i mean and that's fine you got time you got time i want kids because i'm the most maternal person i know i mean i just love kids i think they're so much fun and to be able to be like in control of them sounds great (laughs) my my kids will be the worst kind of kids my kids will be terrible that was such a caitlin thing (laughs) to say (laughs) so like it's kind of funny you say that though because like i had this one guy um like i said i work with kids and his daughter got like student of the week this week and he was bragging and I was like oh well your child's the sweetest and he's like that means the world to me and I kind of wanted to be like I wish my kid's gonna end up like you but they're really not because my kids are gonna be the biggest hellions ever because yeah. I was yeah, the they will. biggest hellion ever so I can only imagine some people are meant to have kids and that's fine but please realize that before you have children mm-hmm. because I work yes. with so many kids that have so many issues because their parents are up like this I hate bad parents that's that's my biggest. <laughs> I love kids. I hate parents. I 
hate it's very obvious all of our pet peeves are bad parenting in books most books that deal with like absent parents they don't deal with absent parents they're absent but the child doesn't really have any effect like they don't have any actual emotions about it child's decision yeah to rebel and kind of have this life of their own like Mm -hmm. even like bella in twilight Mm -hmm. like aside from renee like charlie was there as much as he could be well also obviously like we brought up before a very obvious book trope as in the parents can't be there or none of the would actually go down it makes sense (laughs) it makes sense but i feel like great thank you maggie the great writing of this is that race has got issues because of this she's yeah she like sam points out to her and she like like, says it that there are issues but she doesn't she's like that's the way it is yeah i wish it could be different but but she's got trauma she's got trauma and she backs it up with personality traits Mm -hmm. like the reason that grace is such a logical human being is because her parents aren't there she's had to be the adult her entire life she's had to grow up fast and i really enjoy that because like i said my dad was in that situation and that's exactly what he told me he's like i was never allowed to be a kid because i was you know i had to help raise my siblings i had to do this i had to do that you know my parents were working or my dad was doing his thing or you know and this like obviously equates to why she's so obsessed with the wolves is because they've been there. Yeah. He, the wolf that yeah, Sam has been, been there, there for her, like, unlike her parents. So she clings to that as well. So chapter six, which is from Grace's point of view, and it's at 42 degrees. Uh, I guess we should also mention this is in Fahrenheit, just, you know, in case. Yeah, I've been saying Fahrenheit. I've been saying Fahrenheit. I wasn't paying You're attention slacking. if I was saying Fahrenheit or not. So. Like, y'all should start saying Fahrenheit like me. <laughs> we- <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to that part because I was reading it, not listening. Grace is still reeling from her encounter with her wolf when her dad gets home. Um, he tells them that he has gotten a raise and Grace can now get a new car. You know, one that, that actually works for her yeah so while grace was in her room trying to sleep later um the she-wolf came to threaten her at her window great grace responds by growling back at the wolf which shocks both her and the wolf but makes the wolf leave she then takes the sweatshirt she had worn that evening to use as a pillow so she fell asleep to the scent of her wolf and uh the point i meant that we should have obviously brought up last chapter is that that was the first time she'd ever got to touch her wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all these years, she's never been able to touch him. He's always At out that of reach. Point, she's like, yeah, this this is an adorable wolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, it's like. She's like, I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to take it. Me with any animal. Like, <laughs> holding out my hand. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Come here, rabid coyote. <laughs> that would be such a southern thing. <laughs> So, a I raccoon. That chapter, she's told she gets a new car. Mm-hmm. She's just like, great, a car that works. Yeah. And Independence. Then, and Shelby, the she-wolf is Shelby that we talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, man, back off. And then yeah. her growling, you know, brings up the interesting points of what happened when she was attacked yep. when she was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not as much, because I think she was just growling, but... <laughs> She like, but she did it on instinct. Like yeah, she didn't it, think it was, about it. Oh, I thought she was like, Ur. no, no, th- she was like, instinct. She, okay. she reared back her teeth like in a growl, like uh-huh. in a real. She was like, why the. F- 
Did I do that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like she was like, she growled at, back at her and it kind of freaked her out. She was uh-huh. like, what the hell? <laughs> That's why I freaked both of them out. I had those <laughs> moments too, Grace. It's okay. <laughs> like she did that and Shelby was like, what the hell also? And <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that narrative. <laughs> and in that moment, I knew. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you may be wondering how I got this way. <laughs> Why are we this? We're making the TV show right now (laughs) for Shiver. Shiver. (laughs) What the hell? All right, chapter seven is literally like half, not even half a page. So we're reading the whole chapter. So chapter seven is from Sam's point of view, and it's also 42 degrees Fahrenheit. He said, I could still smell her on my fur. It clung to me, a memory of another world. I was drunk with it, with the scent of her. I'd gotten too close. My instincts warned against it, especially when I remembered what had just happened to the boy. The smell of summer on her skin. That reminds me of a song, too. Or his song. (laughs) My summer girl. No, that's not the song I'm thinking of, but okay. (laughs) The half-recalled... Is it cadence? (laughs) Of her voice. The sensation of her fingers on my fur. Every bit of me sang with the memory of her closeness. Too close. I couldn't stay away. He's singing in his head as a wolf? Probably. No, I'm thinking of the song Summer Skin by Death Cat for Cutie. That's what I got out of that. All right, that's on your playlist. That's the playlist song you're claiming for this episode. <laughs> Chapter 8, Grace, 65 degrees Fahrenheit. In one of Grace's classes, a police officer, I believe his name is Cohen, because... It's, I be- it's Will. Cause I get yeah, it's Cohen. Will Cohen. Is it, yeah. Do, does um, his parents call him Will? <laughs> comes to talk to them, and like teenagers do, they derail into talking about the town gossip and asking what's true or not. We find out a rumor that Jack Culpepper's body was stolen from the morgue, <coughs> and for stolen. some odd reason, the teacher manages... The officer into saying into saying whether okay the teacher manages the officer into saying whether or not it's true for the whole class manages to convince the officer yeah probably <laughs> Olivia goes back to, oh I should mention by the way Olivia was had the hots for Officer Cohen yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Olivia goes back to Grace's house where they go through pictures Olivia has taken Grace is only interested in the pictures of her wolf Olivia gets irritated at the fact but her brother comes in sidetracking the conversation once they leave grace hears a scream coming from the woods dun 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 olivia's a weird ass brother what do you have to say about the brother he's weird how is he weird i'm like flirting with grace oh, i feel like that's that weird yeah i don't unrequited like i don't find that weird i just find I it like, funny <laughs> i think he I was not enjoy it <laughs> I think he, well, it's unrequited, but at the same time, I feel like she kind of flirted back with him. Also, I think it's kind of like an inside joke between the two of them at this point. I didn't see it that way, but okay. I mean, I could see it. If you see like, okay, so when they have conversations, Grace is friendly, not like, I feel like I'm a nice guy in this situation, but Grace is friendly to him, like in a way that I could see where he would interpret it as flirting in later conversations. So maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe she's just in a like flirty. Made. I mean, honestly, After a wolfy encounter. Yeah. She's like, "Hello." Honestly, though, like with me, I feel like people read like me being friendly as flirting uh-huh. a lot. So I don't want to 
put that off on anybody, but I, I can see where people would see that. Um, I had one note that had to deal a little bit with Olivia and Grace and like their differences, their relationship. So they talk about a picture that's of all of them. And it said, Olivia seemed to belong in the summer with her olive skin, bronzed and green eyes saturated with color. Her teeth made a perfect crescent moon smile for the photo, dimples and all. Next to the two of them, I was the embodiment of winter. Dark blonde hair and serious brown eyes. A summer girl faded by the cold. So Olivia's summer... Mm-hmm. Grace is winter. Interesting. But I find that funny because Sam equates her to Summer. Well, perspectives. Yeah, perspective. Reading on the story, like, Sam is like, oh, I wish it could always be summer so I can be with my summer girl. And Grace is like, oh, I wish it could always, always be winter so I can be his winter girl. Well, mm-hmm. kind of always wishes it was winter. Well, especially, like, <laughs> before they even meet because mm-hmm. she craves the winter time where she can see him. Yeah. And he craves, like, the human side. Mm-hmm. Chapter 9. Grace. 58 degrees Fahrenheit. She could hear someone screaming for help in the woods and immediately went running to it. She thought of all the people. It sounded like Jack's voice. When she reached the sound, it was a whimper of a wolf who was pinned by two other wolves. Grace thought his eyes looked so human-like and just like Jack's. The she-wolf unpinned the other wolf and they left. At one point, Grace mentions her sixth sense, and she's like, yeah, I don't know why, but it's just me. My senses are a little stronger than other people's. Yeah, and that's her just not letting herself think about what it actually is. Like, I was bitten by wolves when I was like nine. Nothing has happened since then except these weird abilities I have, and I just growled at someone a couple nights ago. Other than that. At a wolf. I just reared back my wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I just reared back my lip and showed teeth and growled. Really pissed me off the other day, so I growled. At her. <laughs> All right, chapter ten, which is from Grace's point of view, and it's sixty degrees Fahrenheit. So the next day of school, Grace confides in Olivia that she thinks Jack may now be a wolf, which of course Olivia thinks is crazy and uh, rightfully so. Olivia points out that Grace just wants them to be werewolves, so her wolf could be human, which Grace now realizes she would love. Of course, she would. Olivia is being, as Peyton put, a total bitch (laughs) and tells her that she needs to get over her obsession and she's not 13 anymore. Um, We then meet Jack's sister, Isabel, who is now confronting Grace because she said the wolves were not dangerous, according to Grace, yeah. She also uses the R word, wait, which I did not appreciate. <laughs> what word is that? I don't remember it's this. It's in the book. I remember reading that. It's the word they use for special needs oh, okay. people that I do I, not appreciate. After I said that, I thought about it a second. I was like, yeah, I think I know yeah, what word it I is. I remember reading this book. Yeah, you got to remember these notes are from my perspective. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it either. Um, Then tells Grace that the wolves won't be a problem anymore because they're going to kill them that day. So Grace bolts from class and goes to find the hunting party and her terrible, terrible vehicle. She comes across the police officer from the day before that talked in class. She tells him that her friend is in the woods taking pictures and he has to tell them to stop shooting. And then she bolts into the woods to find her wolf herself. Grace, two minutes ago, I'm not obsessed with the wolves. Not at all. Grace, two minutes later, running into the woods where there is gunfire so that she can protect these creatures. <laughs> One creature in particular. One creature in particular. I love the we're not 13 anymore comment though, because I'm like, God, me. No, me being 13. Yeah, yeah. I would I could picture you saying that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that we're not 13 anymore? Yeah. Why would I say that? I mean, I guess if you were obsessed with wolves or shit, 
be like, we're not 13 anymore. Come but on. I, but I feel like for teenagers, it's insulting for teenagers, but at the same time, teenagers are obsessed with a lot of things. So, what is it? Like a 17 year old, you just want to be older and you don't want to be younger. Old, you're acting like a 13 year old. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, how rude. How rude is this? Like, you bitch? think of like a 13 year old obsession, you know, ours was like Twilight. <laughs> yeah. it, it may have been wolves and vampires. Vampires. <laughs> and we kind of never left that era. Um, yeah. You're all about it. Mm-hmm. You talk about it a lot. Every time it's mentioned, you got to be part of the conversation. That's Grace with these f-ing wolves. Like, yeah. She's obsessed with them, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, she's obviously been through a lot involving them, but Olivia doesn't like, she under she knows about it, but she doesn't understand it. Yeah. And also, I'm going to point out, because I've read all three books, everyone knows that Grace is obsessed with the yeah, wolves. Yeah. Does she just talk about it all the time? <laughs> I guess so, or something, because, like, even... Like she wouldn't be that person, though, who's like, I saw the wolves today. Yeah. I mean, even Isabel's dad is like, yeah, that kid's obsessed with wolves. I feel like with she's the just wolves. always there. Yeah. And you can just tell, like, oh, she's into the wolf. I guess because, like, she's like, oh, the wolves are not dangerous. And then she was that kid who got attacked by wolves. They're just like, yeah, that's a wolf that's girl. That's strange. I yeah. gotta say. Chapter 11 is from Sam's point of view, and it is 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The pack was running from the hunters. They had shot one of the wolves by... Oh, okay. <laughs> they had shot one of the wolves by Sam, but he just kept running until he realized they were trying to drive them towards the lake shore. So Sam's running in the woods with the rest of the pack, and the wolves by... Like, one of the wolves by him gets shot. He kept running with them until he realized that they were trying to drive all the wolves towards towards the lake shore. He was like, I ain't doing this. Yeah. Yeah, this is the lake we were talking about that they mentioned. That's the only yeah. body of water. <laughs> Knowing the end was inev- inevitable, he stopped running. And that's Ooh, how they... That's deep, man. Yeah. He was like, well, they're going to shoot me anyway. Might as well just quit. Because- <gasps> okay, I'm being very, like, philosophical in my thought. He stops running. He stops running from grace. We know what's about to happen. Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Mind equals blown. <laughs> so, chapter 12 is from Grace's point of view, and it's 49 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, I dropped one degree. Okay. She was still running in the woods when the hunters and the cop were trying to get her out. She agreed reluctantly and went back to her yard, which wasn't very far away. She literally lived like right across the road. Yeah. (laughs) She heard a ragged breath and realized by the smell that it was her wolf. The smell. She ran up to the porch only to find a naked boy lying against her door. He was covered in blood and had a neck wound and she knew it was her wolf even though werewolves didn't exist. She immediately goes into action trying to collect trying to collect keys for mm-hmm. the car. And whatnot. Oh. I was like, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, trying to save the boy's life. He begs her not to let him change, and she asks for his name. We're getting to it. We're getting to Our it. First official meeting. As, as humans. humans. Yeah, as humans. All right, Caitlin. So I'm- chapter 13, Sam's perspective, is now 45 degrees Fahrenheit. I was not a wolf, but I wasn't Sam yet either. I was a leaking womb, bulging with the promise of conscious thoughts. The frozen woods far behind me, the girl in the tire swing, the sound of fingers on metal strings, the future and the past, both the same, snow and then summer, and then snow again. A shattered spider's web of many colors, cracked and ice, immeasurably sad. Sam, the girl said, Sam, 
She was past, present, future. I wanted to answer, but I was broken. Oh, my God. So beautifully written. Naki. Naki. It sounds so much better in comparison to my notes. Imagine if a guy thought this about you. Like, you are his humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's too... You shouldn't rely on that. No, you no, no, no. You should not be that no. to someone else. But in this situation, it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The words womb bulging are in this chapter, but it's still so beautiful. Yeah. I will give her credit. Maggie is such a great writer. Yeah. I mean, it's so prettily written. Mm-hmm. And... I just got to give her props because Twilight Wishes. I could never. I could never. Yeah. And I mean, like, y'all have seen my writing. Y'all are reading it. <laughs> you could never. I could never. Reba, could you ever? I could think it in my head, but I couldn't write it down. No, I always have, like, beautiful lyrical thoughts. And then I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's how my I feel. My mouth and my fingertips are... You know, I'm not a huge Hemingway fan, but I know... F- for a fact, like my thoughts and my my writing is Hemingway all the way, yeah. just straight to the point. Yeah. This is what happened. It's beautiful. They may she says his name. Yes, and let's just point out. I'm gonna go ahead and say it at the end of this episode that I think because they're both technically wolves. Mm-hmm. That they've kind of imprinted on each other. Yeah, sort of the mating storyline. Yeah, and so it's not as weird as like the stalking in Twilight. Yeah, it's also, more. They've had this like infatuation with mm-hmm. each other in a way for years. For years. I mean, like they've been drawn to yeah. each other. And it's not like they're straight mm-hmm. up in love at this point. No, they're not. They don't know each other yet. She believes that he was this wolf, like at mm-hmm. this point. Um, she already has that connection with the wolf. She realizes, oh, this human guy, he's kind of hot, too. He's also bleeding and naked on my porch. Like, I let, probably should help him. Yeah, let me save he's his like life. like my summer girl. She's an angel. I mean, I agree with that, but I still think their first kiss happens way too quickly from well, this point. Reba, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Hey. Kiss? What? <laughs> that didn't happen. Y'all didn't hear that here. I don't think so. Not at all. But we'll get there when we get there. We'll discuss it later. I just, I feel like at this point, they've kind of, I want to say they've been together for so long because they don't really know each other at this point, but like. They've been fixated on each other for yeah, so long. Yeah. So when, when things do happen and the progress of them, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Even though Grace doesn't really know the full story yet yeah. and doesn't understand fully that Sam is her wolf. Honestly, if I was Grace and there was this wolf who was kind of stalking me at the edge of the woods all these years and I had already grown fascinated with this wolf and like, why doesn't a boy like me like this? I know that the wolf is a boy, a cute boy who <laughs> likes me. I'd be all about it too. I mean, yeah. Especially if I was 17 years old and my parents didn't love me. Like, <laughs> you need something to hold on to. You definitely do. And this is definitely it. I'm not saying it's super healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there too. Sam Roth is our cinnamon roll, our baby, our love. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough of his praise because he is not at all toxic in any way, form, mm-hmm. or fashion, which is great to read in YA novels. It's a nice change of pace. Because I feel like there are so, so, so many books out there where the male protagonist 
protagonist, the love interest, is toxic. Yeah. I mean, they're just bad people, mm-hmm. which is realistic. I know, to s- I'm fascinated with half of them. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. The awareness. We've been over that. <laughs> it's so nice. It's it's something to emulate. It's not it's not bad for these for girls to read this and be like, I want a Sam. Like you're never gonna be like Oh, you want, you like Sam? No, you're not going to be that way. I mean, and he's got baggage. Yes. He's got trauma that you definitely find out about later. And we'll get to that, of course. But the effect that it has on him isn't as much as other characters. He doesn't project it onto people. He doesn't project it. He doesn't use it to his advantage. And, you know, like I said, my grandfather's paraplegic. So I've dealt with that in my life. And I've seen, which he is a wonderful person now, friendliest guy. But when he was going through that trauma, he was not a pleasant person to be around and a lot of people take that out take trauma out like that on other people and it's so nice which i mean everybody's gonna have trauma every it's gonna reflect differently but it's so nice to see somebody understanding their trauma and not taking it out on somebody else Thank you for listening to this whole thing. If also, you made it this far. <laughs> if you made it this far. I also want to say we were, we guest starred on The Hango Show, mm-hmm. which will more than likely be out before this. Who knows? If not, check it, out. check it out. We will have at least one post about it on our Instagram and follow us at Let's Call It Nothing Pod mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Um, continuing on with Shiver. Chapters 14 through. 26 once again you don't have to read it you just listen to us and we will tell you the story it's just a beautiful love story like it really is especially if you're into beautiful love stories between two tragic teenagers yeah thank you so much we'll see you next time Bye. bye